Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwave style at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are a tit bit nipply. <laughs> Amazing. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Yay! Yay! I'm having some microphone issues. So, I apologize. Yeah, so... Just for this whole thing. Or sound quality, we're not sure yet. Not sure. We'll find out. I'm having huge, hugely variable volume levels that I'm looking at right now. It's making me extremely nervous. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I'll just make your... I'll make you quieter, and then it'll be fine. Okay, good. All good. Or maybe maybe it'll just mean I won't have to make myself quieter to match your volume. We'll see what happens. There you go. Get ready to get your eardrums fucking blasted. Super. Well. Oh. Did you hear my dog? I did hear your dog. <laughs> that was his ears flapping. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh, pterodactyl wings, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Imagine that at fucking two in the morning. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Very terrifying. Well. It's extremely cold outside. It is very cold, yes. I do not like it. No. This morning when I was in the in the garage still, uh, when I opened the garage and turned my car on, uh, the thermometer in my car said it was minus 15, and that was inside my attached insulated garage. Yeah, I, mine was minus 27. And I was just like, well, here we go. Super fun. Here we go. And then on the, on the way to work, it was minus 38, and then I when I left work, it was like minus 32, and I was like, well, here we are. This is the world that we live in. Yeah, but climate change isn't real, Kelsey, because it's cold well, outside. Well, that's because weather isn't the same as climate change, Megan. Well, I think- Even, even the dunces know that. Wait, what the um, fuck just happened? Whoop. Oh my god, oh my god. Hello? Uh... I don't oh know my what god! Just what just happened to the call? No, she oh hung up god, on me, gone. or oh my god, it's gone. Oh. Hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, I'm just having <laughs> no fucking luck today. <laughs> did you do that? Like, how did that happen? I was trying to go on my phone because my dog's fucking whining at me. Because he is just, like, so fucking upset about how cold it is and he wants to exercise more. But he'll die. So (laughs) Chris is going to take the dog for a walk when he gets home. And because my husband's a terrible communicator, we share our locations on our phone. Okay. So I can just go click on his contact and it will show me where he is in the city. Okay. And I clicked on his contact and it called him and put you on hold. And then I immediately hung up on him and then went back to you and I couldn't unhold the hold. <laughs> so... Oh, God. Oh, that's a good thing to know that that's, that, that happens, actually. Yeah, it's just like... <sighs> I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't know either. Um... I just got an emergency text from my friend. <laughs> oh my god. 
He says, I'm practice timing my wife's Braxton Hicks con contractions and I'm freaking out, man. This is all in caps, by the way. And he says, the lady won't stop watching Outlander during this. She's crazy. And I said, she absolutely has her prior priorities straight. That's <laughs> true. You need to wait for Jamie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like my life isn't that bad. <laughs> no, no, it's really, it's really I got not. some instant perspective in my face right there. That's really funny. Okay, Megan. Okay, Kelsey. I am rewatching The Last Kingdom. Okay, let's talk about that. I feel like I've talked about this before. But Uhtred is so fucking stupid. He really is. He's so stupid. Okay, there was a question that I had to um, ask you. When, I don't know, season two spoilers for fucking The Last Kingdom. But when um, Uhtred is told that he needs to go see the dead man, because the dead man has a prophecy for him. Yep. Why does Citric not tell him that it was a trick? He watched the dude come out of the grave after. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I don't know. Because doesn't Citric, like, betray him later on? Doesn't something happen with Citric? Um, yes. I'm trying to remember now what ends up happening. I know, it's been so long. I know, I haven't watched it in quite a long time. But that was really fucked up because the show takes the time to show you seeing Citric see the guy come out of the grave. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? Why didn't he tell Uhtred that he saw the guy get up and walk away? Right. It's a good question. I'm not sure. And then... <sighs> it's just so frustrating that King Alfred does not trust... I know like that's that's insane at this point and especially the latter half of season two like Ethelflaed was just taken by Siegfried and Eric yeah and he's just so upset because Uhtred is not a Christian and it's like who the fuck cares who the fuck cares my dude he's literally killed people for you he brought your son back to life using pagan magic like who are you to say that you can't trust this guy because he's pagan yeah and even his wife who is the like most vile person who is constantly begging for him to kill Uhtred because he's a pagan at this point is like you need to trust Uhtred. <laughs> like, what the fuck right? is happening? I know. I know. What the fuck is happening in this show? No. Yeah, she... She... Yeah, Alfred's wife is awful. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no... She is... She's... I think she's the worst villain on that show. I think. Well... Oh, God. There's just real bad people on this show. The, d the fucking abbot who sold him into slavery? Fuck that dude. And he was trying to fucking marry... What's her name? Grisil Grisilda? Gisela. Whatever. His Gisela, thank you. To his uncle right now? Oh my mm -hmm. god. Against her will? 
Mm -hmm. Fuck it, man. Mm -hmm. But I do have, like, some sick sense of enjoyment in watching this show when... <laughs> invariably i don't know once every two episodes the danes will be like fucking raiding and just going viking so hard and killing everyone and then they go into a church and the priest is like god will protect me and they're immediately killed <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's like eh, okay okay mm -hmm. they use that a lot in season one where's your god now slice 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 extremely satisfactory yeah, it, it is pretty good because like it's always, but it's like it's like that monologuing problem that happens, right, with like villains and whatever. Like mm -hmm. just just don't say the thing, and you yeah. probably won't get murdered. Like I feel like that's the, I feel like that's the key in these things. Is not to oh, say those sure. dumb things, then you won't get murdered. But it's such a good show, and I really can't wait for the next season. I know it is such a good show because I think you've talked about this before. I like how it's two books per season. It moves quick. Yeah. They never waste time, any time. Like, sometimes even on The Crown, I'm just like, what the fuck was the point of this episode? Like, nothing happened and we didn't move forward and it was just people standing, looking out windows, you know? Mm -hmm. Rooting. But that shit doesn't fucking happen on this show. Not at all. No. People get killed, people get kidnapped, people get put into slavery, people get rescued from slavery. Oh, man. Well, and, and and it's, yeah, like you say, it moves quick, but also, like, because it moves so quick, there's, I feel like there's nothing in the show that, like, isn't relevant or or yeah. worth being there. Like, it's very well edited. Mm-hmm. It's not wasteful, that's for sure. But then again, I think I've texted you, like, 80 questions over the last three days, being like, how long is this supposed to be over? Because... <laughs> For Uchid, it was one episode, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't a slave for, like, two weeks, because he looks like shit. True. <laughs> he can't walk. Yes, he was a slave for a long time. Yes, it's true. I had, I googled, because you were not helpful in your meme response, but I googled. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? You texted me a meme of the old woman. Oh saying it's been 84 years from titanic it's true and then that was it that was it for a whole day so i had to google and this guy on reddit was like so um it's not helpful in the book so i've made this kind of <laughs> i've tried to make a timeline because nothing here makes any sense whatsoever and it's like sometimes they'll be like okay he's either six or he's 26 it's like what <laughs> That's a big range, my dude. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's a great show. Just, like, can't wait for Ethelwald to lose his eye. Can't wait for Ethelwald to just be sliced and diced into nothingness. Can't wait for Ethelflaed to just fucking be on her horse and just um, an amazing warrior. Oh, season three is going to bring so many good things. Mm -hmm. It's such a good show. It is. And I, I suggest everyone watch. Yeah, and it's not a huge investment either. No, I think it's eight episodes a season. Eight or ten, yeah. Eight or ten? Yeah, it's pretty short, which is nice. 
But they always fucking end on a cliffhanger, and I'm always like, God damn it, it's 11.30, you guys. Yeah, but they want you and just no. to keep watching. That's all it is. I know. And I've already seen it, but if I keep watching. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the foolish part, right? Like, just to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, foolish, indeed. Um. So, I started watching The Crown. I've only watched, like, three and a half, two and a half episodes. Okay, what's the what's the episode you're on? Right um, now? the third one I don't even remember what's going on except that we learned in the last episode that like there was a fucking MI six leak in the palace or whatever. <laughs> which seriously, <laughs> which I was, was like, amazing. With the fucking art historian. Oh wait, did I just spoil it? For no, you? no, no. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who then like carried? No, who then like carried on his role in the palace until like the seventies? After all of that, I was just like, what? Yeah, like fire his ass. Like of all the shit we've heard about the palace being absolutely like ruthless when it comes to loyalty, uh, why in this situation where it's actually warranted, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. That was really frustrating. Um, have you watched Aberfan yet? I'm like halfway through that. Oh man, the first freaking five minutes of that are rough. Hey. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, as soon as I saw the title Aberfan, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I know what this one is. Yeah. I've read the wiki page about this before. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. And then of course they start with all the like cute little families, and I was just like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's... I think that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I think that episode was really well done, though. Like, it's really compassionate. It's not mm-hmm. exploitive. Yeah, which is it's which is good, right? Like, it, it, yeah. Because you, you can't, don't want that to be exploitative. Um, Mm-mm. But, like, I really enjoy the, the choice of this show to just have new actors instead of... Um, instead of aging their people up. Mm-hmm. Um, except, like I said, though, I wouldn't mind watching, like, Matthew Good and Vanessa Kirby just fuck each other into oblivion some more. Because um, that 100%. was fine. But, like, Blackjack Randall, whatever his fucking name is, um, as Philip is incredible. Tobias I feel like I hate him more as Philip than I hated him as Blackjack Randall, and that is saying something. I know. There's just something so vile about Philip. Like, it's hard to find anything redeemable about him. Mm -hmm. And that is so upsetting to say. I know. Like, and I mean, I don't know how much of this portrayal is accurate. Like, I, you know, but I just, every time I watch him and every time he has something to say, I'm just like, ugh, you suck so much. There's an episode later in the season where I was like, actually, wow. Like, I think that's why Tobias, was he nominated for a Globe? He might have been. I think so. But... I was like, holy shit, he did a really good job in that one. But it still is very hard to watch him and not think Black Jack Randall. It's true, but I, I was just really surprised <laughs> that in the two episodes so far that I've seen that I dislike him more than I dislike Black Jack. And I was like, but Black Jack Randall is like just the absolute worst. I know. And somehow Prince Philip is even worser. What? <laughs> even worser? <laughs> He's like the sequel to Blackjack Randall. <laughs> My... I think it's because he's like in a semi-modern 
context, and he's still, like, just an absolute dick. It's true, yeah. He is 100% a dick from the 18th century, but living in the 20th century. Like, racist, xenophobic, even though he's, like, a fucking Greek refugee. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's just so much about him where I'm like, seriously, dude? Um, but Olivia Coleman is great so far. So good. She's she's wonderful. Um, and Helena Bonham Carter is just like holy shit. She she's the fucking best. Like, I'm so excited that she was cast because she fulfilled all my expectations and more. I know, like, because with her, like, I whenever I think of her, I always think of like some of the weird shit that she's done. But also, and not just like movies, but just like red carpet things and you know whatever. And I'm just like, oh boy, you are, yeah. Yeah, this is a Tim Burton thing for sure. But then, like, then but she's <laughs> such a good actress, right? And, like, you kind of forget that, you know, among all of the rest of the whatever that goes with her. Um, mm-hmm. But she's just so good in this role. I watched her on the Graham Norton show, just like a small clip with Olivia Coleman. And she was talking about how she went to see a psychic, like her medium that she regularly goes to. And I was like, oh, fucking course you see a medium. Like,. <laughs> Is there anything more on brand than HBC going to that? But um, she said that she was contacted by Margaret, who, like, gave her approval and said it was, like, all about how you hold the cigarette. Oh, interesting. So, like, once I saw that, I watched going forward. And it's, like, it's almost like it's a another character in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Well, what I find the most interesting so far, and it's because of when I chose to watch it, is that, like, things that are happening on the show are very much mirroring things that are happening with the poor royal family right now. A hundred percent. I was, like, it was just funny. Uh, when they go on their, like, tour to the States or whatever, and they have to fly a commercial airline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Is that what had to happen? <laughs> have you seen the one where... Um, Philip does the interview on television? No. Oh, okay. It's just, yeah, it's pretty on brand. Again, I don't want to do any spoilers. No, I don't want to, I don't want to be spoiled. But no, so far it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, but like, and I like the, like I say, I like the new actors and I like having that because then it's just the people that are age appropriate for like the roles that they're playing and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, it is a little bit weird when like the entire cast is overhauled. Yeah, did you feel that in the first episode? Like, were you like, what the fuck? Like, who are these people again? Yes. But now I'm yeah, fine. Was, uh... Now I'm fine with it. That's what I thought, too. Like, the first episode, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. But you start the second, and you can't remember the previous cast anyway. It took me forever to remember who played Philip in the first two seasons. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I was like, what's his name? And then it, it, it dawned, and I was like, oh, right, him. Okay, got it. Um, like, it just, but it took me a long time to remember who it was. It's so funny, because do you remember that uh, in season two, when he and his, like, number two dude went on that, like, Arctic expedition, and they all grew beards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine Tobias having a beard ever. No, so. not at all. No. No, and if he did, it would have been for, like, a very specific reason, and he would have hated every moment of it. Absolutely. And it would have looked as fake as the one that it did on Matt. Oh, yeah, it was real bad. 
<laughs> that was real, real terrible. Um, but no, it's good so far. I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's good. It's a good show, all things considered. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting, very interesting premise on that show. Have you met any of the children yet? No. Okay. No, I have not. Oh, I wish we could talk about more. You just need to fucking vibe it, Megan. Just get her done. Listen, I've been busy um, <laughs> doing things. Rewatching episodes of The Office. Yeah, exactly. Over and over yeah. and over again. You know what? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> You're rewatching The Last Kingdom for shits and giggles right now, so. Yeah. I am doing that. Um, oh, Sidney Crosby came back to play hockey tonight, it looks like. Oh, was he, he was, Yeah, he was that? hurt. Oh, he had like, abdominal surgery. Yeah, he was out for like six weeks or seven weeks or whatever. He scored four points. No big. <laughs> just oh, rolls his way back into the lineup and uh, just casual four point You miss me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... That's what's happening in sports. Um, I don't know. There's, <laughs> That's it for sports. Actually, there's corner. lots of things happening in sports. It's just, I don't know. You don't like talking about sports, so. I don't like talking about football. Um, there's nothing to talk about. I can't wait for it to be over. There's nothing to talk about with football. The Packers are going to play a game on Sunday, and I'm probably going to throw up while it's happening. So, you know. <laughs> Being a sports fan is super fun. Well, the Patriots lost. You must be happy. About oh, that, that was very exciting. Uh, the Patriots and the the Patriots and the Ravens they lost as well. Also, the Seahawks <laughs> and the Eagles. Uh, yeah, it was good actually. I can't really complain about the first couple weeks of the playoffs. Uh, my team won, and all the teams I hate didn't. So it's good. It's very satisfying. Oh, isn't it great when the universe just aligns like that? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's very, very good when, when those things happen. Um, the other thing that was really good, uh, sports-wise, is that the Houston Astros uh, got in oh, trouble. yes. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Have we talked about it at all before? Briefly, yes. Okay. You told me that they were for sure cheaters, and I was like, how does everyone know? And then I saw the tweet. Yeah, so there was, uh, for those people who don't care about the Houston Astros, which should be everybody, but anyway, um, the in 2017, when they won the World Series during the regular season, uh, there was there's proof that they were stealing signs from opposing teams. Uh, with a camera that was set up in center field. And then mm-hmm. the signal would get relayed to somebody in like the hallway uh, towards their clubhouse who was banging on a garbage can. Uh, and they would, if it was, I can't remember what pitch it was uh, or what pitches that they were, that they were signaling to the batters. And so then obviously the Astros batters had a good idea of what was coming and were able to sort of plan their moves accordingly. Uh, and so it was discovered that this, you know, had happened and there was going to be some, some sanctions and some stuff. So the manager of the Astros was suspended from baseball for a year. Uh, their general (laughs) manager also suspended for a year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was the team or the guy, I don't know, but fine. There's a $5 million fine attached to it. And they've lost both their first, the Astros have lost both their first and second round draft picks in the next two drafts. Which in baseball doesn't mean as much as, like, football or hockey, because, like, 
you can have guys taken in like the 47th round of the draft. Um, so like baseball drafting is a little bit more, there's a lot more of it, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that was the punishment that was handed down. I think that was yesterday. Um, and then today, uh, Alex Cora, who's the manager of the Boston Red Sox, uh, also got fired from his job because he was a bench coach with the Astros when they were pulling their shenanigans in 2017. And so two teams in, in Major League Baseball that I really hate um, don't have managers now, and I'm super happy about it. <laughs> but I love how, like, there's actually been some sort of punishment for this, because baseball is just like... Sometimes it seems like a fucking lawless sport. Yeah, baseball is notoriously bad for just being like, oh, whatever, unless you have performance-enhancing drugs, uh, in which case you get suspended for 80 games. <laughs> <laughs> which is what, like two weeks? Uh, well, you know, it's like half a season. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that happened. And it, it, you're right, it's interesting that there was a punishment, but it's just very satisfying that what people suspected was happening really did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and the, the reason is it has nothing to do with the fact that the Astros are good because they're, they're a good team and they got a good lineup and really strong hitters and, and that's not really an issue. Um, it's just that they were bad at cheating? No, it's that their their numbers were so much better at home than they were on the road mm-hmm. that it's it was a little bit suspicious. Like, there was a huge, huge difference between how good their hitters were at home versus on the road. Because at home, they could do the cheating. On the road, they couldn't. Right. Right? And so that was, I think, what people were kind of wondering about anyway. And then all of a sudden, you know, find out. And, like, the guy that ultimately, like, leaked the story, he won the World Series with them in 2017. So it's not like he had an axe to grind. So why did he come out? I don't really know. I'm not sure what exactly happened but I don't care I'm glad that it did and also fuck the Astros forever okay well yeah I mean just generally speaking mm-hmm. um but yeah so that was uh, that was some exciting sportsy things uh I also heard today that the WNBA and their players association have reached an agreement a salary agreement and I can't remember what year it's starting but the uh minimum salary for WNBA players is going to be in the six figures on their next collective bargaining agreement Fuck yeah, it is. And I th- Get that paper. I can't remember what the... I can't remember the minimum. I want to say 130 maybe? That's crazy. I know. I mean, it's nowhere near, obviously, <laughs> the, the, no, the men. But, still, but the fact that they've made those strides. And comparing that to other women's sports, like, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that happened. I don't know if that was yesterday or today that that actually happened, but I, I saw it. Um, and I thought that was a pretty big deal. And I, there's something I'd have to look it up, but I think the max salary now is like half mil, too, Shit, which is dude. pretty. It's pretty good money for for playing ball for a year. But there are some concessions yeah. that need to be made. So like they have to commit to training camp like when it starts, and they can't come like after their club season in Europe is over, mm. and things like that. Because lots of the women who play in the WNBA also play in Europe because. They, they have to. They have to. Uh, and so I think this is a way to sort of keep some of that talent in the States. Oh, yeah. That um, makes sense. Without, yeah. But, you know, so then they have to make that commitment. Like, if you want to play in the WNBA, then you can't play club ball in Europe. Mm-hmm. Which does two things, right? It sort of, it takes away that choice, but it also opens up more opportunities in club ball than for other people. But it's not that different from 
like other major sports where it's not like fucking you know Phil Kessel can go play for Swiss whoever the fuck in the off season because he wants to right exactly like it's like insurance yeah for the team essentially yeah Although, if anyone was going to go play for some team in the Swiss League in the offseason, it would 100% be Phil Kessel. He'd be like, ah, fuck, sure. whatever. I'll make it work. And not even for, like, money. No, just to do it. Just pay him in chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. He was pay just... me in chocolate and weird shoes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I think if any NHLer was going to was gonna do that, it would be him. Because he just doesn't care about anything. Let's write this fucking screenplay, Megan. Let's do it. Let's make that. But we'll have to change his name so he'll be Bill Vessel. (laughs) And no one will know. (laughs) Nobody will know. (sighs) Did you pay any attention to the Academy Award nominations? Uh, Just a controversy. And what is that controversy? Because I was thinking about about you when I was reading about it. And I was like, wait, I want to talk about this. Oh, because it's still white and male? (laughs) It's so white, and it's so, so male. It's so bad. And there were, what, five hugely critically acclaimed movies directed by women this year, and none of them were nominated for Best Director? Yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I was reading, and I mean, it wasn't anything, any kind of, I wasn't any kind of, like, academic or scholarly insight on this but it was mostly just like uh it was mostly just dudes being being idiots being like well maybe if they made better movies then maybe they would get nominated and i was like my dude that is not the problem the problem is not that their movies aren't good (laughs) they did (laughs) like that's what's so fun frustrating about like little women and their farewell was so well Mm -hmm. received this year and um J-Lo movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, Booksmart. Booksmart was so fucking good. The, um... Fuck. What's it? Something in Sw- Queen and Slim was, like, amazingly reviewed this year. Yeah, none of those are even close to being involved. Nope. Yeah, it's really stupid. It is really dumb. And it's very, like... Yeah, it is just the same... It's just the same thing, but well, I was it was interesting, actually. I was looking at, um, I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this year's Oscars, and they have in their, like, ceremony information, they're basically talking about uh, the box office performance of the nominated films, and it's, like, it's mm-hmm. what you would expect, right? All of your, for the most, except for Joker, all of the big movies, like, don't really get nominated, for stuff. No, 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 no. Because there's they're not seen as art. No. Um. And so like so there's like obviously so in the I don't know this is just American box office. This has nothing to do with worldwide. Um. So the top five movies, um, in the American box office from 2019 were Avengers, Endgame, Lion King, Rise of Skywalker, Frozen Two, and Toy Story Four. Uh. Mm-hmm. And between them, they have a combined nine. Oscar nominations. And then Joker's the next one on the list, and it's got 11. Did you see that movie? I didn't. I, when it was in, when it was in theaters, I wasn't in the headspace to watch it. Um, and I think I just won't. 
Probably. That's yeah, my... I just don't have... I don't have any interest whatsoever. No. I don't need this story told. There's so many other stories that need to be told. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It just... Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It is... And there was just such a weird, like... <sighs> such a weird... vibe from the people who made that movie as if they were being persecuted for something kind, they were just yes. like oh like you can't make you can't make art that doesn't insult like everything has to be safe and like they just kept needing to like validate their hit movie over and over mm-hmm. and I was like what are you guys even doing yeah it's not like all of a sudden it was the it's not like all of it's not like all of a sudden you know the movie was like was was bombing and whatever and they were trying to like rescue it mm-hmm. you know in the in the public eye or whatever like it it was a boss, box office success mm-hmm. in and every appreciable a way critical success yes so yeah that was just weird that wasn't a vibe yeah. especially when Todd Phillips was like oh it's PC culture you have to be you have to be so careful. Like, there's no comedy anymore. It's like, you can be funny without being a fucking dick. Uh-huh. Or without being racist or sexist. No, see, he doesn't know that because his best known films are uh, Road the Trip, Hangover? Old School, <laughs> The Hangover yeah. Trilogy, and Due Date. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, he no, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have. Um. And, he, and his, I was just looking at his Wikipedia page, and he's got a per, there's a personal belief section on his Wikipedia page because of the shit that oh, he said. Oh, that's always a delight. Yeah. But yeah, he's just not, I don't know, anyway. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with just Best Picture-wise, because for the once in a long time, I've actually seen a bulk of them, uh, which hasn't happened in a really long time. Because mm-hmm. usually I don't get around. Because like, I would feel like this year for more than more than other years, like, there's a little bit more buzz to some of those movies that were named Best Picture, unlike when, like, fucking Shape of Water. I was just like, eh. <laughs> you know? I did finally watch The Irishman. Oh, wow. What a waste of time that was for you. Um, it was... Could have been watching The Crown, Megan. <laughs> it was fine. Like, uh, <sighs> And yet... And yeah, it was yeah, like it was fine. So like, I don't hate Martin Scorsese's stuff at all. Uh, I quite like lots of the things that he's done. Um, this was fine. Like, I don't really know how to. I don't know how it was long. It should have just been a miniseries instead of a movie. With like, you mm-hmm. tell me when to take the breaks instead of me deciding when to hit pause. Um, <laughs> I'd have been very okay with that. It would have been fine. Make it a three-part movie. Like, what the fuck do I care? Um, yeah, it was just... I don't... Okay. I don't, I don't... Can I... I don't know how to... Can I ask a question? You can ask a question, yeah. What's up with Anna Paquin saying six words in the whole film or whatever the fuck? Well, that's what she did, so... <laughs> But why? Why does she not speak? Um, because she doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. Like, was it weird that she wasn't speaking? It was kind of odd, yes. It was a little bit strange. But, like, yeah, I was just thinking about, like... <sighs> there was nothing wrong with this movie, but it wasn't great. I guess is the best way I can, like... 
but I can explain it. And so please tell me what was wrong with Little Women? Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> No, no, don't even. That's what was wrong with it. It did not, did not. Don't even make it. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I did set you up for that fucking dunk, though, for sure. Yeah, that was your fault. Um, no, there was nothing wrong with Little Women either. It was fine. Like I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot more feelings about Little Women than I did about the Irishman. That's for sure. But like, if you could say which one was better directed. I don't, um, I don't know if I can, here's the problem. I don't know if I can, this is why I don't know if I can say that, uh, one over the other, because they're not this, like, they're no, they're not even, like, on the same plane of existence. Right? Like. In terms of well, genre? Yeah, like, they're just not. And so, like, it's, it, it would be like, it would be like trying to compare, like. But look at the things nominated for Best Director. The Irishman, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was fucking great. I don't... I'm not disagreeing with it, but I'm saying, like, the whole point of this is to compare things that aren't... Right. Comparable. No, I, I agree. But, I like, I, I, I'm not a person who, like, I don't, I don't understand what movie directors do. Like, I don't get it at all. <laughs> because everything I always hear... Is about, like, well, you, there's, like, there's your writers and there's your editors and there's, like, all of the people who do all of the other work and the director's just the boss. Like, so I don't really get what directors do. You know? Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. I really, truly don't. And it, only because when you look at, like, all of the other stuff that goes into making a film, I can look at cinematography and be like, I get this. Like, that that's a thing, I, a tangible thing I can see. Right? Mm-hmm. I can look at, like, the edit of a film the final cut and no obviously like a director has input on what that looks like but there's someone else who does the work of the editing right Mm -hmm. they don't and so like to me i don't really know what it means to be like a good director if right right? as opposed i can tell you what, what i can tell you what a good actor looks like i can tell you what a good drummer looks like right like i know those things because i know what the tangible outcome like output of their work is but I don't know what the tangible output of a director's work is because so many other people's work goes into that output. But that's what's frustrating because, like, Best Director is voted on by the appropriate people in the Academy. Yes. They know. Well, I was reading, I read an article about Little Women, and I know exactly the question that you're asking. Um, I read an article about Little Women and how Little Women has, like, a man problem. And the it, oh my God. no 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 it was it was written from the like just I I'll find it and send it to you don't roll your eyes too hard it essentially the re, what what its man problem is is that it's not seen as like a serious movie by that like male audience in those circles which is why you know someone like Greta Gerwig is probably never going to be nominated for a best director award because. Because she tells stories about women. Because she tells stories about women, but it's not even because she tells stories about women. It's because she tells stories about women in a way that isn't, like, where, where like, the women are happy in these stories. <laughs> right? Which is, like, such a shitty thing to say, right? But, but like, they're not fucking toxic, tortured souls. Yes, and, the, and they're, up. yes, and they're not just, and like, unredeemable? Or, or, or they're not just vessels for, like, male happiness. Right, and so they're they're these like people in their own right, ultimately. But even look at like, for the best director nominees, like all those films are generally about men. Oh yeah, like nineteen seventeen. I haven't seen it, but if it's about World War One, there's probably not a goddamn 
in a female speaking role. That's probably true. And I really want to see it, though, because I've seen a couple, like, behind-the-scenes things of it. And it looks oh, I'm sure fucking amazing. technically, like, just brilliant. And I'd really like to watch it. I really like Sam Mendes's work, and I'd like to see it. But in in terms of, like, the things that those movies are about, like, granted, Parasite is about, like, a family. But still, that's not... <sighs> Oh, no. So well, I know. And then when you look at, like, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, who won, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her film was about, it was, like, about a very masculine, so, and that was the other part of this article, was, like, how, you know, mm-hmm. I, she gets the nomination and she gets the win, but, like, her film was about a very masculine subject. Situation, yeah. Uh, and, and like, I, I, like, it's, like, a very macho sort of character and all of that stuff. And, like, the only, you know, the moments at the end of that film where, I don't know, have you seen Heart Locker? Yes, I have. Because I really liked it, and I really enjoyed that bit at the end where he was standing in the grocery store and just couldn't make a fucking decision on what cereal to buy. Mm-hmm. Which, which, to me, was, like, the entire point of the movie, that, like, you know, he can do all these... You can't go back. You can yeah. do all these complex things or whatever in combat, and then that, like, reintegration into civilian life is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And here's all the reasons why, and I thought that was, like, just really, really well done. But, like, the subject matter and, and whatnot, like, it was very, very skewed towards a male... Perspective, perspective and, and whatnot yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons why that particular film was so well received so well i'd like to allow carrie fisher to speak for us for a moment oh good because on cnn or on larry king live once upon a time a caller asked hi carrie i think you're so witty and smart and i was wondering do you find that people but men especially are intimidated by you and her reply was first of all I don't think of men as people. <laughs> and that's the end of the joke. That's <laughs> such a good joke. I love it so much. <laughs> we didn't deserve her. Oh, at all. No, Megan, we absolutely did. We absolutely did. Jeez. That's what I feel like when people say, like, we don't deserve dogs. Some of you fuckers don't, but I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so it was it was interesting just looking at those nominations and watching and, and seeing uh, what you know what people had to say. And and when I saw the list, I was like, oh yeah, there's gonna be people upset about this for sure, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Which is so frustrating because they've made like such lengths to make the categories more diverse, like having ten best pictures nominees and. And adding so many new people to the Academy mm-hmm. each year. But in the director's section, like, how many percentage of those are non-white male? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, sure, there might be a shit ton in other technical areas and things like acting and writing. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to have that same proportion change. No. Well, and and I think, too, like... As much as the the academy would like to think it's more diverse, like it really isn't. Like it's because it, you're still exposed to the token characters and like those token situations and, mm-hmm. and in so many in so many instances where like it would be nice if um, you could just like watch a film without noticing or having it yeah. or having the attention being drawn to the fact that this character is like not white or whatever like that's the thing because I find that sometimes like sure there's this effort made to you know to have this out there but also like it's like I don't need you to tell me that she's Asian because I can see it 
Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm well aware that, and that she's not a white need, girl. But, and that doesn't need an explanation. No, she's just, you know, is like what she is. She's just a person that lives in the world. Yeah, like, I mean, you, the best example I can think of that works sort of in, in, in mainstream-ish film is, like, when Rebel Wilson is part of a cast, she's gotten better. The roles that are written for her also are better now. But, like... She's not drawing attention to her size as much. Mm-hmm. It's just that's who she is. Mm-hmm. So like in Jojo, like, like in Jojo Rabbit, she just <laughs> she was fucking phenomenal in that for like the seven minutes she was on screen. Um, she was so good in that. Mm-hmm. But it was just not drawing attention to that. It was just she just was who she was. And which is as it should be. Yeah. that's proper representation. But. Um, in the same vein, I just read that Cynthia Erivo, Erivo, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. She um, played uh, Harriet Tubman in the Harriet Tubman movie and didn't get a nomination for that for the BAFTAs. And they invited her to perform her song at the BAFTAs this year. And she said, no. Good There's for not her. A single person of color in the four acting categories? No. Good for her. Fuck yeah, dude. They don't get your talent. They said it's not good enough. I find that amazing. That is. No, that's really good. Because, like. I'm just trying to think how to phrase this. I think. I think the thing that I always find, and I mean, like, I'll just go watch movies with, like, people that I like. Like, I don't really think too hard about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and I, and I, and it's not that I don't want to think about it, but I find sometimes, like, if I spend, if I, it's really hard not to be angry at things all the time. I think this may be the best <laughs> way to phrase it. After you just, in our pre-call talk, <laughs> shit on a character you saw in a play who was angry all the time. <laughs> well, no, but, I, but no, I, I would, what I was saying about that in our in our talk is, like, that was her personality trait was just anger. Like, it didn't do anything for her character. That was my right. problem with it. She was just angry okay, at everything okay, okay. all the time. But it's really hard. It's exhausting to be upset at stuff all the time. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I just want to go see a movie or I just want to, like, watch a TV show or read a book or whatever without having to think of, like the broader implications of that. Right. Right. And like, and so I do sometimes because I'm just like, you know, I just, I I can't because I feel like if I didn't, I would be watching like NPR probably or listening to NPR. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's, there's not a lot out there that is free of, yes, is free of controversy in like any number of ways. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, I'm watching a Subway ad right now. It's on the TV. There's a hockey game on, and it's a really fucking weirdo thing because they now have, like, the Beyond Meat for their meatball subs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got, like, two people picking these meatballs off of meatball trees because they're plant-based. Uh, oh, for fuck's sakes. Yes, but anyway, whatever. That's not the point. In the States, they have, like, Martha Stewart doing their commercials here. We just have people we don't know. Um, and it's a girl up on Wait, the ladder. Martha Stewart? I think she's doing a Subway commercial. I think it was Subway. She's doing Subway commercials? I think so. Oh, how far she has fallen. I think that's what I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm making things up. It doesn't matter. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but this, so this girl just, like, picks 
the the meatball off of the tree and then she puts it into the sub that's being held by like a person of color and I was just, and as we're talking about this I was just like I sure like do you know what I mean yeah just and so right. like I feel like that's kind of emblematic of just like all of the things right because it's really hard to find like I think Curious George might be the only thing I can think of like the only movie <laughs> I can think of that is not offensive to anyone well Megan it's, it's a monkey that's owned by a white man hate you so much right now are you thinking paddington bear i think paddington bear is an offensive <laughs> i think paddington bear is very offensive <laughs> is it because he wears a fucking trench coat <laughs> that's part of it <laughs> but also no but like do you know what i mean it's really hard to find media yeah. that satisfies all of the conditions yeah, but all of our sense of morality. Yeah, but I think what ends up happening and still is something that interests us and that we care about, and is still a product is a quality thing, like something that's worth yes. watching, right? And so, like, I find that sometimes, and so I find what happens when like award season rolls around is what you end up getting is a reflection of like that sort of mainstream way of thinking, mm-hmm. right? And like the safe things, the safe things, absolutely. Um, you know, I, and so I like, I, but I don't know what the answer to the problem is. Like, I don't know what the solution is because it's not that this, that there's not good stuff being created elsewhere. Oh, for sure. But the stuff for that's sure, being created sure. by white dudes is like definitely going to be more successful at all times. Well, it's because there's so much money behind it. And yeah, it's just like dismantle the patriarchy is our only solution here. It's true. Anyway, can we please move on from this distressing talk? Can we just talk about distressing tactic? Can we talk about distressing distressing tactic? Am I having a stroke? (laughs) Um, Did you say can we talk about wearing shorts? No, I said curious George some more. (laughs) No, that movie, like the actual movie, like the feature length film, was a fucking delight. But Megan, it's imperialistic. I'm going to send anthrax to your house, just so you know. (laughs) I want to see if there's, like, controversy. I'm on the wiki page right now. Mm. Uh, Nobody's called this out before. Oh, wait. Curious George Brigade. What's that? An anarchist collective. (laughs) I love it already. Post left anarchy with vis- videos, articles, and zine about urban anarchy. But I don't know how that... Oh, shit. Their home was raided by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I don't necessarily think that's the route that I want to go through. So what you're saying is Curious George is unproblematic. Is that what you're telling me? No, no. I'm just saying no one, no one's fucking raised their eyebrows at it before. It was fucking introduced in 1939, Megan. You don't think there's something (laughs) problematic about it? Whatever, Dr. Seuss used to write political cartoons and was, you know, like, whatever. Just leave me alone. Just (laughs) let me have, just let me have that fucking movie with the man in the yellow hat. It was delightful. You know what's amazing, though? On his wiki page, there's, like, the original illustration with him, and it says, Information. Species. Monkey. Gender. Male. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Wow, that really answered a lot of questions I had about Curious George. Well, I didn't have any questions about Curious George, because 
Curious George was the best. Okay, Megan. I'm okay. What? Never mind. Sorry, I'll just leave it alone. Nope. I don't want to say it. Buzz. <sighs> Curious George appeared in 1941. This book begins with George living in Africa and tells the story of his capture by the man with the yellow hat who takes him on a ship to the big city where he will live in a zoo. Yeah. We still have zoos. We have not loved them yet. I don't know what you. I don't know what your problem is. Like you're not. You're not going to. <laughs> Would you like to know which of these Adam Driver characters are going to be your lawfully wedded husband? Yes, let's do it. Was that the quiz you sent? Me? I can't remember. No, I, that I think the other. There's two. There's two. I think Shit. the one I sent you was a different one, but do the one that you found. That's fine. Okay, we'll go back to which character is your boyfriend in a second. Okay. This one just, like, don't have high hopes because it is a community quiz. It is, and I feel like Matt, the te- radar technician from SNL, is going to be one of the choices, so, like, there's no way around it. <laughs> that one's fucking amazing, though. Okay, pick your favorite color. Purple, blue, orange, or black? Blue. What's something you look for in a significant other? Funny without trying. Playfulness. Emotional availability. Or passion. Ah, uh, funny without trying. What's your dream vacation destination? New York, Costa Rica, staycation, or road trip around Canada? That one. Okay. Pick a job. Barista? Oh my god, director. <laughs> Military? Military? Just military? Or engineer? I don't like any of those options. Let's go with barista. <laughs> In every relationship, your partner has flaws. Which flaw is a lesser of four evils for you? Okay. Doesn't listen. No social skills. Talks too much. Anger issues. Three out of four of these are Kylo Ren. Um, I was going to say no social skills probably is the least of my concerns. Favorite season? Winter, fall, spring, summer. Fall. Already clicked it. Oh, thanks, buddy. And finally, what's your favorite subject in school? Ready? <laughs> yeah. Gym, drama, math, or lunch? None of those things. Drama, I guess? <laughs> oh my god, you got math and radio Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. <laughs> Holy shit. And he's doing the thumbs up. Oh, perfect. Holy fuck. Fuck. Okay, let's do the other one and hope you get him as well. I don't want math radar technician. That sounds like a terrible thing. Megan, according to this very scientific uh, process, he is your future, what is this called? Uh, Lawfully wedded husband. Perfect. Sounds great. (laughs) Okay, this one's just loading on my phone. Oh, did you take a look at this one? No, I I literally just found it now. It's like, you should do this. It's an amazing starting point. Choose a candle scent. Oh, yes! Exactly. Oh, my God. Balsam and cedar. Pumpkin pecan waffles. Mountain pine. Crisp morning air. Pomegranate. Mahogany apple or eucalyptus mint. These are all like Bath and Body Works candles. For sure, for sure. Um. Okay, hang on. Oof, that's tough. Let's do... If it's not mountain pine. I also really like the balsam and cedar, though. Mm. That's hard. And all the crisp morning air, all three of those are great. Uh, let's go with... Balsam and cedar. Okay. 
Where does your boyfriend take you on your first date? A planetarium, an art gallery, dinner in his house, hiking, a bar, a fancy restaurant, or a coffee shop? A bookstore. Well, that's not a fucking option, Megan. <laughs> it should be. Who wrote this quiz? God damn it. Uh, let's say the closest thing to a bookstore is an art gallery. Let's go with that. Okay. What's their occupation? Professor, politician, police officer, author, actor, bartender, or businessman? All of these are fucking alliteration. Yeah, those are... Yeah, no kidding, hey? Um, B's, A's, and B's only. Professor? Question mark? I don't know. Sure. Who is their favorite Avenger? Oh, no. Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, let's use their real names. It's more fun that way. Tom Holland. Okay. Chris Pratt. Nope. Scarlett Johansson. Sebastian Stan. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Or... Oh, fuck. RDJ. I forgot his <laughs> name. I was like, Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good question. Um... It's their favorite Avenger? Yeah. I don't know. Probably Scarlett Johansson, let's be honest here. Okay. What's their favorite TV show? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Game of Thrones, The X-Files, Peaky Blinders. Okay. There's no... I've got four more. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Just The X-Files? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Describe your boyfriend in one word. Creative, passionate, lively, loyal, kind-hearted, intelligent, or brave? Intelligent. What do they like to do with you on a Sunday afternoon? Meet up with friends. Go to a museum. Go for a drive in his fancy car. Watch football. That one. Stay in bed all day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got Paul Sevier? Who's he? That's disappointing. Who's he? Is he the report guy? No. Was he? He was in. Oh fuck! What's that movie called? It'll come to me. Um, 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 um. What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? I'm just gonna Google Paul Sevier. Midnight Special. Yeah, it was like a. Oh yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. That's the yeah, that's the alien kid one. Yeah, it was fine. I like that movie. It was fine. I want to... How do you see the other results? I think you just have to, like, guess different. They used to have an option where you could see all the things, but... Bummer. And no one commented, like, I got blah blah blah. Uh Because I really want it to be (laughs) not the Raider Detonation. (laughs) I can't believe you got him. That was amazing. Oh, boy. The world we live in. It's a disappointing world that we live in. I watched um, the end of the Jeopardy uh, Greatest of All Time challenge today. Did you win? Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh. Ken Jennings did. Spoilers, in case anyone was PBRing it. Uh, <laughs> it was super fun to watch these three guys who are, like, super smart. Goth. Like, it was just fun. It was fun watching. It's a very interesting... Wait, was it all men? Yeah. Ugh. Well, because it was it was Ken Jennings, and it was the guy who won like had the big long streak the most recently, and then the guy who had won the most money. Oh, I see. So there was like a there was a reason for them. Just happened to be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but it was it was uh, it was interesting to watch because they all have different strategies to like play the game and maximize their winnings and. Yeah, it was fun. 
Is it not just to be smart? No? Well, there's, like, some strategy involved in, like, you know, when you get your daily doubles and how much to wager and, like, things like that, I think. And if you get, like, the harder questions, it doesn't matter so much if you get the easier ones wrong because the harder ones are worth more and, you know, that kind of thing. But I see, I see, I see. In the second, so it was an hour long, and in the second match they played in the double Jeopardy, uh, it was great because there was a category of, like, literary terms, and then there was a category of uh, greatest, like, great Canadians. Uh-oh. And all the great Canadian clues were read by Ryan Reynolds, which was great. Um, and I knew all five of them, so it was. It, I felt very smart for. Fuck yeah! And I knew like four of the five literary terms, so I was pretty pleased with myself. And That's it, awesome. And I knew the final Jeopardy question. Which what did you wager? I wagered zero dollars because I was not playing. Um, but <laughs> I uh, knew that uh, Iago had the most speeches of any non-title character in a Shakespearean tragedy. Mm. And he has like 272 speeches. Yeah, well, he's also a narcissist. He is, so. and sometimes he says like two words. And technically mm-hmm. that counts. But yes, I knew that as a non-title character, he had the most. So I felt very smart, very vindicated. There you go. I'll be ready to go to trivia tomorrow night. And, and fucking crash. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's all we do. All we do is win. That would be such a good idea for trivia to just, like, mine Jeopardy for questions. Kinda, yeah. I don't really know why people don't do that. It would make sense. Because mm. if you pay attention, the questions get harder and harder in Jeopardy as you go through. And the double ones are harder than the single ones, and et cetera, et cetera, why? Of course, yeah. What did you just text me? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just something that made me almost pee my pants. <laughs> oh, while we were talking here on the phone? No, oh, earlier. Okay. But I thought about saying it to you on the podcast, but I wouldn't be able to do it right. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Um, that's fair. Um, one thing that I saw today, I just just dawned on me, and it made me laugh because I saw it on Twitter. Um, somebody, I don't know what website it was, said that like Meghan Markle had been seen driving around Canada today, and I was like, where the fuck did she go? Like, seriously, those headlines are so goddamn <laughs> annoying because it's like, do you know how big it is? Do you know? Do you know? God. The answer is no. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, but it just made me laugh. Exactly. I was just like, oh, is she driving all the way to the Maritimes? Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, like, is she in fucking Winnipeg? Like, who knows? Well, she couldn't fly to Winnipeg, so there we are. Poor Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. <laughs> oh, did you come here expecting Winnipeg insults? <laughs> nope, you still got it. Um, Okay. I watched the first two episodes of The Bachelor, um, and there's it's a good quiz. It's a community quiz, um, and I don't know if this will work. If the camera, if this one's all pictures or not. I don't know if this one is all pictures. That one sucks. Never mind. Um, oh. Yeah, it's too hard to, because you would have to have watched The Bachelor, and it doesn't matter. Um, yesterday, there was some drama on The Bachelor. I have to tell you about this, because, if only because, um, watching the girls... 
Like, watching the, the women that are the contestants. I'm glad they just called them contestants now. Like, let's call it what it is. Um, <laughs> watching the women who are the contestants fight over this man who has the personality of a fucking wet noodle is just, like, absolutely incredible. Um, hey, I know wet noodles that are delicious, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Peter's personality is uh, confused, I think. Like, he doesn't know <laughs> what to do at any time. He's just, he sucks so much. Um, so in the first episode, uh, the last bachelorette who dumped him, um, came back on the show and there was like some drama and whatever. And then they, they, they made out for a little while and then she cried a lot and he cried a little bit and then she decided to leave again and it was all very dramatic. But all these girls were so angry that this other woman had like stolen time with their quote unquote boyfriend. And I was like... First of all, there's, like, 29 of you, so no. And second of all, you've talked to him for four minutes. Like, just whatever. Who cares? Um, mm-hmm. But then they went back to the mansion and whatever would ha- was happening at the cocktail party. And this girl, her unfortunately, her name is Kelsey. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I think it's Kelsey with an IE, though. So, like, that tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Um, she had brought this bottle of champagne with her, like, from home from like Iowa where she's from I don't know I have questions it doesn't matter and she was apparently saving it for something special and so the thing that she thought would be special would be to like bring this bottle of champagne to this cocktail party with like the one dude all of these other women and then they when they had their like chance to chat or whatever they would drink champagne from this bottle so then this other catty bitch, like, <laughs> decides to... Also named Kelsey. No, her name is Hannah Ann. Not just Hannah, but Hannah Ann. Not just Han? <laughs> right? There's... I don't know. Anyway, she, like, they... Her and her and Peter are having their little, like, you know, private time during this cocktail party, and they find this bottle of champagne, and they crack this bottle of champagne. So, of course, Kelsey is so angry. Because, like, the whole, it's just absolutely stupid. You could not script anything this dumb and have it greenlit. I think is the point that I'm trying to make. Her unlabeled, unspecial champagne Mm -hmm. was opened by her competitors and consumed. Mm -hmm. And she was so angry. And there was tears and whatever. And then apparently there was, like, another bottle of champagne over there. Because, like, the producers clearly knew what was going on. So they obviously were trying to, like, stoke some Mm -hmm. drama. Um, but then, so then Kelsey and Peter end up sitting down and they do end up cracking a bottle of champagne and then she drinks the champagne from the bottle and it exploded all over her face and it was absolutely amazing. (laughs) What? Why? Because it was, had been agitated, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen on that TV show. Seriously, what sick fucks are the producers on that show? (laughs) Right. Just, like, ruining women's lives. Oh, well, yes, they really are, actually. It's true. Um, but it was just, it was just absolutely unbelievably, like, it was just absolute chaos. We were talking about it at work today. Like, just absolute chaos on this show. And I was, as I was watching it, because we're at, well, there's a pool. We had to, like, pick our, our, like, top ten and then our final two and then pick our winner. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the most points at the end of it wins nothing because there's no prize, but that's okay. Um... But we were talking about it at work and just all of this chaos and all of this drama. And I was like, man, when that show first started, like way back in the day, there was drama, it was sure. It was so pure. But it was so pure. And now it's just like... It's... Like Trista and Ryan together forever? Oh, so good. So good. 
Um, but yeah, it was just one of those, it was just one of those things, like, I couldn't believe that I saw this on TV, and that this was a thing that happened, and, like, Sarah Spain, I get, after the, uh, National Championship football game last night, she was watching The Bachelor, and she tweeted a gif of, like, the champagne exploding all over this girl's face, and I can't remember the caption that she used, and then some dude, bro, was like, oh, there's a football game going on right now, you should pay attention to that, she's like, buddy, it ended an hour ago. Oh my god. Don't, don't ever try to come for Sarah Spain. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Like, how dare you? Just how dare you? Um, I do have a quiz for you. Oh, for me? Yeah. And it's from a BuzzFeed contributor and not a community, so maybe it'll be a little bit better. It's... Please tell me it's not Adam Driver related. No, it, well, it's like tangentially, because it's which award season movie matches your personality. But that's as close as it's gonna come. Okay. Okay, so pick a 2018 movie. Black Panther, A Star is Born, The Favorite, or Hereditary? Black Panther. Okay. Pick a city. New York, Seoul, Rome, or Berlin? New York. Uh, pick an actor. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Robert Pattinson, Aquafina, or Adam Sandler? Oh, Lupita forever. I already knew that. Um, I had already picked it and was moving on. Um, pick a 2019 <laughs> franchise movie. Captain Marvel, John Wick 3, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, or Shazam? Captain Marvel. Some of those are extremely bad. <laughs> pick a word to describe yourself. Talented, cunning, unstable, or nostalgic? Unstable. <laughs> oh boy. Um, pick a 2019 song. Holy balls! I just realized this song came out in 2019. Now, holy shit. Fuck. I'm gonna get parasite, aren't I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, here are the four songs. Uh, I only know two of them because I don't listen to new music. Uh, Juice by Lizzo. Old Town Road by Lil Nas. Just pick Lizzo. Just pick. Okay. Lizzo. There's Lana Del Rey and an Ariana Grande. No, just Lizzo. No. Okay. Just pick Lizzo. She's the only reason to live right now. Pick a f- uh, Florence Pugh character. Catherine Ooh. in Lady Macbeth, uh, Soraya mm-hmm. Knight in Fighting with My Family, Danny in Midsummer, or Amy March in Little Women. I have to go Amy. Okay. Pick a quote. You shouldn't be upset that I fucked her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Whoa. <laughs> what is that? From? That's from a marriage story. Holy it's shit. It's in the middle. It is in the middle of their, like, brutal fight. Holy um, shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's, 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 it, like, that's a savage thing, and it gets worse. Okay, good thing I haven't seen that movie. Um, okay, the next. Uh, I'd be respected if I couldn't be loved. <laughs> I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. Or Jessica, only child, Illinois, Chicago. What is that even? I have no idea. Is it one of fucking What's Her Nuts's six lines in that movie? <laughs> ASL. Um, what's the one about a donut? <laughs> I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. It's a great quote. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. And finally, pick an Oscars host. John Stewart, Ellen DeGeneres, Whoopi Goldberg, or no one? No, Tina and... No, they do Golden Me? Globes. Haven't they done it? No. Hmm. Whoopi, I guess. Okay. Oh, I don't. You're not gonna like this. This is a marriage story, isn't it's it? It's Joker. Oh, 
come on. Is that what the donut quote is from? <laughs> Maybe, but here's what the description is. You are an introvert, but you're not opposed to showing your eccentric side and letting loose. You're very close to one family member, and you're full of surprises. All of those things about you are true. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to do this for me now. Uh, pick a movie. I'll have to pick Black Panther. Pick a city. I'll also pick New York. We're, you're gonna get the Joker, Megan. Pick an actor. Are you sure you want to do this? No, pick an actor. Lupita, uh, bah, 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 Aquafina. Pick a franchise movie. John Wick three. Pick a word to describe myself. Oh God, talented. You can describe me. Talented, cunning, nostalgic, or unstable. Nostalgic for sure. Thank you. Pick a 2019 song. I only know really old town roads. So I'll pick that one. I guess. <laughs> Like, but that was when I looked at that, I was like, oh, fuck, that song did come out in 2019. <laughs> what a year. What a year what that a was. What a year this day has yes. been. Um, we're going to take What's Your Face from Fighting With My Family, because that was a great movie. Um, the I'd be respected if I couldn't be loved quote just sounds like something Michael Scott would say. <laughs> <laughs> like, it really so does. depressing, <laughs> Right? I'm going to do the donut one as well. And pick an Oscars host. I always like Jon Stewart. Oh, I got Jojo Rabbit. That's better. Oh, fuck. I don't agree with the description, though. Your description is way more accurate. Um, you're original, sweet, and full of life. Those are not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're no stranger to hard times, but you're great at diffusing tense situations with laughter and charm. That is also untrue. I just walk away. Uh, well, there you go. Man. I just don't even know what to say about that quiz. It was really quite upsetting. It was a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, that is a thing that uh, Charlie says to what's her face? What's I can't remember it was Scarlett Johansson's character saying this in that movie. That's really fucked up. Oh yeah, like it was in the spoilers, I guess, for this part for the next two minutes. I don't know. Like the fight was very intense. And it was a very well, yeah, it sounds a like very it. long scene, and that was not even close to the worst part. What? It was Ugh, like it just like it was just because the just the absolute deepest cut definition of intimacy, though. Yes, man. Yes. Well, and that was the, that. And I think that was the point of that piece in the script, right? Because I saw a thing. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing with Noah Baumbach and Adam Driver. Um, from it was maybe from like a month ago, just talking about like the process of making the movie and like it shouldn't surprise you if you've seen anything that Noah Baumbach has made that he's very meticulous in like the creation of things and so so everything like there's no improvisation in his scripts like everything that they said was on the page and it was very it's all blocked and and there's nothing really organic about it yeah which is really interesting because it feels very organic it just it's very like it's obviously very practiced yeah and, yeah, and rehearsed to get there. Um, and so they were talking a little bit about that, and they talked a little bit about that fight. They didn't really get into the details of the specifics, obviously, to not, like, you know, give things away. But that was one of the things, is that they rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed that particular scene to make sure that everything that each of the characters said, like... Would resonate. Would, both would resonate, but would also be just slightly worse than the thing the f- person before them said. Right? So, like, the, the entire, the whole fight, and you can, f- and if you watch it, like, through that lens, the whole fight just, like, ramps up to when Charlie says this even more awful thing. And then it's over. 
Uh, like it just and and it's incredibly well crafted to see that. Well, yeah, fuck. But like, and, and you can feel it as you're watching it. Like Riva watched it not last night, but the night before, and she said that like that fight, she had to like pause it and stop for a second and just like collect her thoughts. Because it was yeah, it was the deepest cut of of that, and just over and over and over again, just like you know, worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until it just yeah. like God, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's brutal. But anyway, you're the Joker. Apparently that's terrifying somehow. I think it's because you said unstable. That's my my prediction. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, where's the lie? I have... The kids are, we, are we ever going to do the thing with our, like, episode titles? Or we just... Yeah, but we're we're at 116 now, and I feel like we should wrap it okay, up. Okay, because I have one question. That was the only reason I was asking, because I have one question that I was sent... Okay, and let's it's hear it. from Riva, and it's okay. very topical. Oh God! Is it harder to live in extreme cold or extreme heat? I think I it's think harder extreme to live. Cold. I think it's harder to live in extreme heat. Really? There's only there's only so much you can do to cool down until you can't anymore. Yeah, but there's only so much you can do to warm up. I know, but I can put another fucking blanket on right now, right? Like, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, not well. That's because you're not someone who's homeless. <laughs> no, but I, I just I feel like the I feel like the extreme heat, generally speaking, is harder. I disagree. I don't want to live in either of them. So this hellscape that we're in right now mm-hmm. is awful. I know, and I can't talk too much shit about it being unlivable because I am going to Mexico in nine days, so. Uh, yeah. E- you know. You're a jerk. Um, it's actually and not I... even gonna be that bad because, like, by Monday, it's supposed to be up here anyway, it's supposed to be, like, minus seven, so whatever. I know. And that kind of, like, makes it worse because when you go away, you want everyone at home to suffer. That's just the breaks. Oh, some of the people <laughs> but... that I work with are in Nashville right now. Um, oh. for a football coaching conference, some of the people that I work with, obviously, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they are in Nashville right now, and, uh, one of, got an email with subplans from one of them, and the last line of his email was, enjoy the weather, and I responded with Mindy Kaling from, uh, the office. <laughs> just like, you know what, how dare you? First of all. Uh, but my, my hope, my sincere hope, uh, is that uh, his car doesn't start tomorrow when he gets back to the airport. That's what I hope. Oh, guaranteed it won't. Yeah, because he's too cheap to pay for the parking where he could have plugged it in for however many days. Or to have the shuttle out where they, like, will boost your car for you. Mm-hmm. So, too cheap for that. Which means now that I've said it, I'm gonna get a phone call. So, anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you even doing? <laughs> You're gonna be the one that um, has this problem. Um, I've jinxed. Hoisted upon them. <laughs> yes, I've jinxed myself and I'm ashamed. Um, <laughs> well, that's all we have for today. Oh, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next time we record, I will have watched more of The Crown. Please do. Uh, Can't wait. And then soon we'll be able to talk about Outlander again. Fuck yeah, we will. We'll be able to talk about Outlander for, like, what, eight weeks? Thirteen weeks? Thirteen weeks. Thirteen? There's usually thirteen, isn't there? I thought there was ten last year. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought they were making them smaller, which I enjoyed, but... 
Maybe there was only ten. Well, we can talk about Outlander for like two months then. Fuck. Let's do it. Which will be so good. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for this week. Uh, you can find our things all over the internet if you really want to. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. We have a website at garbagefirepodcast.com. You can send us an there... email. You know, if you're a Nigerian prince needing to (laughs) relocate some cash desperately. Because the only emails we get are like, you have signed into another device. I'm like, yes, I'm aware I just did that. That's me. Thank you. Um, There's an Instagram. Yes, I do have an image selected for it, and it is the image that I texted you, so it will go unexplained. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) Can't wait. Um... You can find me on Twitter at Meg14. The podcast Twitter is Garbage Fire Pod. Is it? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you have any requests, some things that you'd like us to talk about, movies that we should watch, do a live watch of. We never did do a Christmas movie live watch, so we should find something else. No, I really fucked that up. That's okay. Because I decided on a whim to drive to Saskatchewan, so. No, it was all good. I just, we didn't do it, and now we should just find something else to watch. Yeah. I don't know what well, else we could Apparently, watch. I need to fucking watch Joker. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great. Oh, I never told mm. you. I forgot to tell you. I finally watched A Quiet Place. Oh, yes. Did you see the trailer for A Quiet Place? Too? I did. I saw the trailer, like, the day of. <laughs> and I was like, oh, those things don't look as scary as I thought they were. Uh, but anyway, I watched it with Reva and Aaron. We went over to Reva's place after New Year's, and we watched it, and it was good. I enjoyed that you could see the things. Mm-hmm. Because they're not as scary when you can see them. No. Um, it was great. I really liked it. I thought Emily Blunt was amazing. Of course she is. She always is. Um, I liked like the whole the whole shebang. I thought was great. Like the whole dynamic of everything mm-hmm. was really cool. It was like such a small cast and like such a simple premise, all things considered. Oh yeah, and like extremely, extremely intimate story. Very much so, and like I just really, really liked it. Like, it's hard to make a horror film intimate, and fucking Krasinski did it. He did, and so, like, I'm glad that he's gonna, that there's gonna be another one. Because I mm-hmm. saw the trailer for it, and, like, now the world's expanding a little bit. Yeah, I think it looks super interesting. Yeah. I still don't think I'll go watch it in theaters. No, I, I don't think that'll be enjoyable whatsoever. No, I I don't like being super scared, and I don't enjoy that, like group mentality it was fine with my friends we had some lights on we had blankets it was fine (laughs) but still like i that's a movie and horror movies i feel this way about them that you need to talk through them Mm -hmm. and that one is so agonizingly quiet oh it's well and that's because it's called a quiet place that it's just like it's not a good theater experience no and that's the thing too that i found like in terms of like the art of of the film what I thought was really, really interesting was, like, when the things were on screen and, like, the noise that they make mm-hmm. was so unsettling because everything else was so quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, like, so unbelievably un- unsettling. I know. And really heartbreaking at the end. Oh, very much so. Really, really heartbreaking. Did not like that part. No. I didn't. Which is why I'm, like, so interested in how the sequel is going to address a lot of those problems yes yes um but yeah it was it was really good i was like i'm sad that i waited as long as i did to watch it but like with the finally the three of us found time to sit down and watch it so here we are 
Uh, and then we mm-hmm. followed it up by watching Shoot 'Em Up. So <laughs> perfect, perfect combo. <laughs> that movie. Well, and that part of it was to like take our minds off of it, and because that movie's so oh yeah for sure so delightfully bad. I love it. You gotta do that with those things. Yeah, like, there's gotta be some sort of comedy chaser. It's true, or yeah, just like anything really. And so we ended up, yeah, we ended up watching a couple things on YouTube, and then we watched, yeah, then we watched uh, Shoot 'Em Up, which was just so funny. I hadn't seen it in probably ten years. Mm-mm. And it was just so worth watching. That's a nice window that there's stuff to still surprise you with. You know, like, ten years is a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I, the, as I was watching the movie, I'd forgotten about, like, the carrots. And just, like, how often he uses a carrot as a weapon. <laughs> Which is more than one time. <laughs> for anyone out there wondering. <laughs> like, it's unbelievably great. Um, but yeah, so I finally watched The Quiet Place, and I liked it. Uh, my review of it would not have been as funny as yours, but uh, it was great. Well, you could only do a joke that good once, so. It's true. Except there's a sequel. Um, <laughs> all right. Again, blah, blah, blah. That's all we have. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. Bye.